Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Primer. I'm Chris McDonough, your host. And today, I want to talk about connecting and building rapport with leads. If people remember 10% of what you say and 90% of how you make them feel, what is it that we need to do to make people feel like we care and are concerned about their best interests? And this is a challenge for a lot of us, even in deep conversation. But in our line of work, we have to figure out how to establish a strong connection fast. So ask yourself this, am I only valuable to a prospective buyer when they know what kind of home they want? Am I only valuable at opening the door to a home and writing the contract? That, that certainly can be the case. But due to the way we present ourselves, that's what we're inadvertently telling people. And it bleeds into every phone call, every email, every text message that you send. And the message that we're accidentally sending is this, that these people are on their own until they, or worse, get someone else, <laughs> or worse, someone else gets them farther along in the process. We don't want to say that they're on their own until they get farther along into the process. Instead, the message we need to be sending to people is this. I can help you figure out what type of home you want, how to go about buying it, and when you're ready, I'm the perfect person to help you execute on this plan. Now, when you heard me say that, did you believe me? Did you feel like I truly believed it? Because I do, and I am. I am one hell of a real estate agent. We need to have the same approach with everybody that we speak to and show them through our words and our actions that I'm going to provide so much information, direction, and insight into what you should be doing to accomplish your goal of buying and selling a home that you would be absolutely crazy to go talk to someone else about it. People, people want to work with someone who understand them. And if they aren't feeling heard, you can't earn that trust. They'll be looking to find someone else to help them with their problem. And their problem is figuring out how to buy or sell real estate. It takes a lot of courage to buy or sell a house in this market. A lot. And the reason is the media, it's not on our side right now. Headlines that say, hey, the market's shifting, but it's still better than it's been in a long time, and everything's going to be fine. Those types of headlines don't increase your views, clicks, and subscriptions, and therefore, they don't exist. The more of an emotional pull the media can bring, the more we pay attention. And there's no bigger pull than fear. So, of course, all we're seeing in the media are scary headlines, the market's crashing, this is a terrible time to sell, the interest rates, you can't afford the next house because you need to sit on the interest rate you have. Those are the types of headlines that we're seeing. And because most of us operate on headlines, it's not, it's not helping us with our mission. And it's our job 
our duty to protect the public, to share a narrative about the market that's based in fact and not feelings. So inserting yourself into the conversation, getting in front of your people on their social media feeds, telling them what's actually going on and giving them some perspective about the market over time, that's the best way to get in there and connect with them. And the best way to be in a position to do this is to be the expert on the market that you say you are. Are you regularly reading your market reports and predictions? Can you easily define current market conditions both nationally and for your local area? If you can't do this, work into your schedule sometime each week to do your research and start Start inserting this information into your conversations and outreach with your clients and potential clients. Now, if you aren't sure where to start this research, Keeping Current Matters is a great place to start. They have excellent bite-sized pieces of information and even lots of free things that you can share on your social media and your website and your blog that they encourage you to do. So start with Keeping Current Matters, Inman, NAR, your local MLS, Housing Wire even, all would be really great places to get started. But the important part is to get started. Make sure you're the expert that you say that you are. Your potential client outreach, whenever you post something or share something, whether it be on your social media or your email, it needs to either educate, give them an emotional feeling, or entertain them. And right now is an excellent time to really lean into education, to combat the media uh, sensationalization (laughs) of what's going on in the market. It's really great to share your listings and closings, but that shouldn't be all that you're sharing with your audience. So let's talk about these initial interactions that we're having with our leads and our clients, our potential clients in these conversations. And let's come up with some ways to build this connection fast to help us build this rapport and convert more leads in our database. Often we rush to overcoming objections instead of truly listening to what the person has to say. And what this does is it makes a conversation about you. And they didn't call to talk about you friends. They call to talk about them. It's their favorite topic and the one that they know the most about, what they want, how they feel, their concerns, their dreams. And our mission, as quickly as we can, is to show them that we are knowledgeable experts that they can trust. People aren't, they aren't picking up the phone to get interrogated. And oftentimes that's the way we're making them feel when we speak to them. Hi, is this Jake? What's your credit score? How much money do you have? Are you ready to go look at homes today? That's bonkers. They're going to tell you whatever they can and sometimes untrue things in order to get you off their back. That's their protection. That's their shield. I don't love the phrase buyers or liars that we've all heard before, But that's the position we are putting them in, and that's what any of us would do in order to protect ourselves from some stranger that's rapid-firing questions at us during the first 
two seconds of our relationship or even five minutes of our relationship? Do you know what your friend's credit scores are? Do you know how much money they have in the bank? Would they feel comfortable if you call them right now and ask them about those things? No, they wouldn't. <laughs> and a stranger doesn't like it either. So yes, we do need to collect this information. And yes, we need to know these things so that we can help them better and also know that we're not wasting our time on people who are unqualified to purchase. But we need to improve our soft skills, our bedside manner, if you will, so that the person on the other end of the line is happy to share this with you because they trust you and they know that you're asking these questions for their best interest. So let's stop scaring people away from us. And one of the best ways to endear yourself to people and stop scaring them away is to talk about the things that they want to talk about. Now, don't hear me wrong. They don't need another friend. They need a real estate advisor and an expert, and that's you. They're on the phone because they need help navigating one of the largest financial decisions of their life. We need to take what the person says, make them feel heard, and then apply what they're saying to the larger goal of buying a home. And we don't need to connect with them just for the sake of connecting with them. You do need to be friendly, but you need to make sure that they realize that you care and you want to help them. So let's talk through two different scenarios, if you will. What's the difference between these two? First. Hey, Jenny, this is Chris with Amplified Solutions. I saw you register to look at some homes in Charleston, and I wanted to speak with you about this. We've got some homes listed in the area that might be a great fit for you. Can I call now, see if you want to go look at them? It's example one. Example two. Hey, Jenny, this is Chris with Amplified Solutions. I saw you registered to look at some homes in Charleston on my website. And I'm sure you aren't looking to buy right away, but I want to talk with you about your goals of buying whenever that might be. Also, there's two things I think you should start to think about to prepare yourself for the buying process. Do you have five minutes to talk about this in the next day or two? All right. So what's the difference there? Which one makes them feel like you care and can help them better? The first one I jumped to, I've got some listings you might want to go see. And the other is, let's talk about this. Let's help you make a plan. I want to hear about what you want to accomplish. By providing information that teaches the other person about the process in a way that shows them that they don't know as much as you, <laughs> you're creating this inherent need for you and your services. If you're only talking to people who know what they want, then you're not going to be comfortable speaking to someone who doesn't who doesn't know what they need. And that type of person, that's probably about 95% of your database. The goal is to help someone navigate their needs. And where we need to improve is by learning how to help someone figure out what it is that they need. Because if they truly don't know where to start, and when we start asking pointed questions, they're going to rush to get off the phone by, by just pure instinct. They're not being rude. It's, it's instinct. This is, this is like asking your child, why do you have little kids? 
I do. And when they do something insane or break something, which inevitably happens, and I ask, why? Why would you do that? They get upset. They shut down. They lie. And it's because they don't know how to answer that question. They don't know why they climbed up onto that shelf and took a huge thing of flour and dropped it on their head and it went all over the kitchen. They don't know why they did that. It's They have no answer for that. So they're going to backpedal and shield themselves just like our prospective clients are on the phone. The same thing is happening with our prospecting. We're going in hot and heavy with questions that they don't know how they don't know how to answer and they're shutting down. And what happens is it leaves us feeling rejected, uncomfortable, and we mirror the lead by also trying to get off the phone. Oh, you don't need to go look at a house today? Okay, bye. Over done dead lead. <laughs> They aren't prepared to answer the question. They don't lie or try to get off the phone because they're comfortable and happy. They want a home. They want to do this great thing. They just don't know where to start and they don't know what to do next. And if their instincts tell them that you aren't going to help or you're a threat to them by asking them things they don't know, they're going to disappear fast. It's okay that they don't know where to start. It's actually a great thing that they don't know where to start because this means that you can be of even greater value to them to help them along their journey. You know what to do. You've done this before. So meet them, meet them where they are. Talk about something that they know how to talk about first if they start to pull away and clam up. So if you start asking probing questions and you feel them pulling away, hey, tell me about where you live now. I can tell you about that. Why are you interested in moving? What don't you like about where you live currently? What would you like to have with your next home? Of the homes you've looked at, what did you like? What stood out as the things that you don't like? Whenever you do decide to move, what are you hoping to have different than where you live now? Start start small. Start with them and the questions that they do know how to answer. And we're going to stick to the topic of real estate and add value wherever we can without being the one to do the most talking. We're going to keep asking questions that gently guide them in the direction that we want to go. This keeps them talking about themselves meaning they're comfortable, it shows them that you're interested and you're helping them work out what they want by allowing them to talk. By doing this and not going for the quick sale, you're opening up the conversation, you're building rapport and you're engaging them instead of pressuring them and you're just going down this path of discovery. You're learning what they want at the same time that they do because no one's asked them these questions before. That's that's why people go to therapy. <laughs> if you talk out loud about something that you don't know what to do with, or you don't know where to start, or something that's bothering you, 
and you talk about it with someone who you feel like they genuinely care about you, you sort of end up sorting out most of your problem yourself. And then they'll give you some fantastic advice on what to do next, which will keep you going in the right direction. So, and I'm not saying you need to be their therapist, but maybe you could be their real estate therapist. (laughs) You can help them work out their own problem by asking them caring, knowledgeable questions and giving them advice on, all right, if this is the direction you're going in, I would check this out next. Let's look at this. Let me send you this information that I have that can help you. What you don't want to do is talk to them for 45 minutes, have a great conversation, and then not be able to answer the question, well, what kind of house did they want? Keep it specific to real estate. Yes, you need to know that their grandchildren come visit them once a month and they need an extra room with bunk beds in it. Yes, you need to know that type of personal information. But if we start to go too deep into, you know, the grandchildren's horseback riding lessons and their tutors and their bad grades, get them back on track. Try to stick to a nice path of real estate. They don't need another friend. They need that trusted real estate advisor. So have a plan with these comfortable conversations and make sure you're meeting them where they want to be met and collecting useful information as they go. I would keep a list of information that I need and some questions to ask Uh, like we talked about earlier. So if there is a lull in the conversation, you're going to know where to go next because you have instincts too. (laughs) And if there's a lull in the conversation, you might get nervous and want to jump off the phone too. And they're still wanting to talk to you. Now, if they say no or F off, never call me again, that's great too. That's good news. This is the process of elimination. Make a note and move on. They don't know you, so don't take it personally when they say that. Move on and find someone who does want your help. Not every lead in your database is going to buy or sell. Not every lead is going to want to talk to you. And you personally can't help every single person in your database. You need to sharpen your skills of finding those that you can and let them eliminate themselves so you can find what you're looking for. When we speak to someone early in the process, you aren't selling them a home, you're selling them your value. You're not gonna say to someone, come on, meet me at the top of this mountain. I've climbed 10 times. And meanwhile, they have no idea what even to put in their backpack, no idea where to start. It's our job to take them by the hand and Sherpa them up the mountain using our tools and our expertise so that then when they get to the top with you, and the top is the point where they are ready to buy or sell, they are so grateful for all of the guidance along the way. Something that I would say is, I know you're not ready and I'm glad that you aren't. I am most helpful to people who have no idea where to start and I'm confident that I can guide you every step of the way. How reassuring is that? What are the ways that you can provide your value to people 
early on in the process. Because that's where a lot of your leads are going to be when you begin communicating with them. And if you don't know the answer to this off the top of your head, put some time and thought into it and write down a list of four or five things you can provide to someone on a moment's, moment's notice to help you feel better prepared. I want to leave you with a question to ponder as we work on building these connections together. You know, I love a spell self check. <laughs> so the question that I want you to ask yourself is, do you believe above any agent at any other brokerage that you are the best person to help someone buy or sell a home? Do you believe that? Yes or no? If the answer is no or a tentative yes, what is it? What is it that you need to do? What is it that you need to learn in order to get to the point where you do believe that? I believe that I am without a doubt the best person at any brokerage anywhere to help you buy or sell a home. If you don't believe that, the other person on the phone or your email or your text they're definitely not going to believe it because that self-doubt is going to creep out into everything you do. Remember where we started today? If people remember 10% of what you say and 90% of how you make them feel, how do you make them feel that you believe that without a shred of a doubt? What do you need to do to believe that you are 100% that best person? Is it more time educating yourself about the national and local markets? Is it practicing your prospecting conversations by role-playing so you don't stumble on your words and clam up when you don't know where to go next? There's lots of resources for you. There's probably people in your office that want to help you do that. There's people online that love to help you do that. What actions can you take to get yourself to where you believe without a doubt that you're the best person? Because without this belief that you know exactly what to do and you are a true expert, your efforts aren't going to be as effective. You're already going to have strikes against you before you even start. Just like that positive energy that's communicated through text message. It's not just through the phone. It's communicated through email. Have you ever texted someone and they just wrote back, hey, oh, okay. It's a little dismissive. Or you send someone um, a message that's really thoughtful and they just thumbs up you at the end. That's energy. That's a little deflating to get when you've put energy into something. So give that, I know I'm the expert energy, build that up in yourself so it can filter through all of your communications. Do some self-reflection, get started on the path that's going to take you to that belief. And a lot of the rest of this is really going to start to fall into place for you. I think you're doing great. Just keep going. Just keep going. Continuity is 
definitely the secret to success. And I'll see you soon. 